And you're welcome to Racing Only Better, ahead of a bumper couple of days of racing this weekend. Yes, my friends, we have Newmarket and York on Friday. That's Friday. And we have Chepster with a turn of the jumps as well with our good friend, Mr. Dan Barber. Saturday, Newmarket, York once again. Lots of races to get through in the company of the Racing Only Better team. Welcome, please, Monsieur Kevin Blake. How are we, Kev? Buongiorno. I'm great, Bonjour. you, yeah. I join you from a, a car park at Dublin Airport. <laughs> about to jump on a plane to uh, to go to Newmarket for the next couple of days. So yeah, are you, are, are you gonna, you're not in the airport uh, car park. You're not actually where the planes are. You're actually going to go through the terminals and check in normal like everyone else. You're going to find a James Bond, <laughs> yeah, are you? That's that's a mugs game. That's a mugs game. The, v <laughs> the VIPs get to get the car up to the up to the uh, up to yeah. the. the the little thing going onto the plane, yeah? That's yeah, the way no, to Daniel, Dan, I thought you were going to do a Daniel Craig on it. We don't have Daniel Craig, James Bond on the show, but we do have Dan Barber, who's the next best thing, <laughs> I can tell you. How are you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I mean, what a weekend. I'm not in a car park. Um, yeah. I'm in the next best thing. I'm in, I'm in a shed, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's that good weekend. I feel like I feel like a fifteen and sixteen year old again when you find one of those magazines in the bushes in the field and all of your mates gather around. I mean, it what is. You, it is. What are you talking about? Those male, male weightlifter magazines. Are you excited about? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Men's health. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger in a pair of speedos, nothing like that to turn you off for the weekend. Right, let's get to it, gentlemen. We have loads of racing to get through, so we're going to try and keep it as snappy and as punctual as possible. Um, we'll start off with Newmarket on the Friday. That is. Friday for our listeners. Uh, the 150 is the Godolphin Cornwallis Stakes. It's a Group 3. It's five furlongs. Only fast horses need to play Kevin Blake. Hierarchy is your 5-2 to two favourite. Twilight Jet 4-1. to one. Gilded 6-1. to one. We've got 7-1 to one Tardis for Michael Bell and it's 10-1 to one Bar. Which of these fast horses, Kevin Blake, will be the fastest? Oh, they're so fast. you so much speed. Um, <laughs> um, ah, look, I, you can see the case with Hierarchy coming back down in trip. It, it'll be his first goal with five furlongs and um, like he looked the winner in the Mill Reef going down into the closing stages the last day, you know, travelled great. Um, and that was after missing the kick. He missed the kick and they fired him up to lead and he travelled great, showed loads of pace and just got run out of it late on by Wings of War. So look, coming back to five should certainly suit him. I can see why he's fav. But Hugo, I think Twilight Jet's the farm pick. I've mentioned him many times mm. on this podcast in recent times mm -hmm. when he's been a million to one in good races. Um, yeah. And he's been running well, and they, they've like Michael O'Callaghan has been campaigning them really aggressively. Like he's running them every two weeks, bang, bang, bang. They started them off at five, they went up to six, they tried them at seven, and he ran a great race in the in what the Champagne Stakes. You couldn't say he didn't get the trip, and he ran a stormer in the middle park last time. He really did. Um, jumped out, made the run, and looked the winner a furlong out and got nipped by three that were ridden much more quietly than he. Um, so I think the pace is there for five furlongs. I think his form is stronger than the hierarchies. Um, look, uh, we, we should mention with Newmarket, unless the forecast has changed in the last couple of hours, it looks like it's going to continue drying out there for the next few days. So we should be on good ground, hopefully, um, by the time this comes around, certainly by Saturday. Um, and that suit Twilight Jet. I don't think he, he hands a little ease, but I think he prefers a fast. So Twilight Jet is my selection. Good stuff. You don't need to convince me. I napped him to, without the favourite um, at York when he finished third um, in August. So I'm with you 100%, Kev. Good start then for and Twilight the Jet. Jet listeners. The, um, <laughs> we're bringing Dan, by the way, in at the York. So Dan can just sit there and have a cup of tea and look pretty. But he can have a cup of tea anyway. The 2.25 is the next up. It is a Group 3 contest. The Godolphin Lifetime Care. Oh, so sharp stakes. Named after the wonderful uh, aforementioned oh, so sharp. Group 3 over seven furlongs. Pearl Glory is your 5-2 to two favourite. You've got Good American, which I am. 
Born in Boston, 11-4 to four for our good friend, Mr. Ralph Beckett. Perfect they, news, 10-3. They, base, they baseball, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have I mentioned that? I don't think I have. Uh, gift of gold, 9-1. to one. Rich's bar, 9-1. to one, And it's 10-1 to one bar. Right, Kev, um, give us the winner, please. Seven furlong, Group 3 at Newmarket. And who are you most likely to come down on here? Say baseball for Ireland, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hard thing to do. Uh, I turned up on the day. I happened to be walking my dog, and let's put it on a baseball international. Right, go yeah, on. Have a in, your own. <laughs> <laughs> in the car park. <laughs> right, oh, go geez. on. Right. Um, not a bullish shout now, Hugh, but Pearl Glory um, has been shaping as if ready for seven furlongs. Mm. Um, has been shaping as if ready for seven furlongs for ages, to be honest. Um, they've persevered with six, and last time at Salisbury got a, a horrible run, really, for one that wants further, and was locked up until quite late on, made good late gains, um, very much ready um, for seven furlongs, and I'm hoping that'll help drag some improvement out of her, enough improvement to get her back on the winning track here, and uh, get the job done, hopefully. I'm going with Good American. I'm going against you, um, Frankie Torian, for our good friend, Mr. Beckett. Um, and I can't, I wanted to tell you this, but obviously, Good American, if you place good with real American and put it to an entrance music in WWE, oh, yes. who do we, yes. who do we be talking about? Ah, uh, uh, Hulkamania's uh, running wild. <laughs> I've just Boy ripped off my shirt. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. L- luckily, this oh, is just Jesus. the podcast. L- luckily, it's the podcast. You're not on racing get, TV get, at the moment. <laughs> get, the shearer, get the shearers out quick. <laughs> right. The three o'clock is the Ganolfin Challenge Stakes. It's a group two or seven for longs. And Mr. Dan Barbers, you can kick us off here. Al Suhail, our good find, is in there for Charlie Appleby. Um, who had no joy in the arc, obviously, but looking to get back on the winner's enclosure here on Friday. Al Suhail, who we know well, 3-1. to one. Chin did 4-1. to one. You've got Dubai at a 9-2 to two for Charlie Appleby again. So two Appleby runners in this. With thanks, William Haggis, 6-1 uh, to one and 7-1 to one bar. Right, Dan, uh, who are you going for, please? Well, the market didn't agree with me last time. They made Al Suhail a shorter price than Dubai, but I think Dubai got past Al Sahail on merit and I think he can uphold the form he's basically only just starting his season really he was in Dubai he had a no-show first time back but he's he's run much better the last twice second at Donny then he was second at Newbury when Al Sahail was a place behind they're on the same terms yeah he didn't beat him by miles but he was a he was about a length ahead of him at the line I thought they might try and make Al Sahail shorter than him the pair both had with thanks behind he boosted that she boosted that form when she won at HQ last week. And the other horse who people mentioned will be chinned it, but I almost this almost feels like stubbornness from the trainer because I heard him on mm. Lucky's podcast saying, Oh, he, he, everyone's telling me he wants a, a step up in trip. I think he's I think he's a bare miler sort of thing. It's almost like, well I'm gonna prove it them wrong. I'm coming back to seven furlongs here. <laughs> but I think chinned it will be done for speed. I think Dubai is he's very solid, likely to run very well and that and that might be enough, particularly if he can get on each way, which might be a, a way into this. Yeah, he's just about an each-way price at the time of recording, 9-2, to two, so keep an eye on the price, obviously, we get closer to uh, the race off on Friday. Kevin, is it Dubai for you, or are you going somewhere else? Yeah, he just seems the wrong price, doesn't he? Mm. Like, mm. Is that who's saying going to reverse that form? Jeez, I don't know, watching the race, um, it wouldn't have been my first thought now, um, and he might well be able to do so now, but at them prices, it's a, it's a relatively easy shout to go for Dubai, unless I'm missing something. No, one thing so. to add, he, um, he's running this race once before and he was third to Lamato, not beaten fan. Lamato used to win this race every year. There's no Lamato in this renewal, is there? I mean, 
No. This is significantly weaker. Uh, the fact that Buick is on Alistair Hale, is that, is that in any kind of an influence or, or are you just going with yeah, one of the bare form yeah. horses? Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Okay. But uh, he's very reliable, El Dubai, in fairness. Mm. Okay, all right. So the two shows for Dubai, then 9 to 2. It's an each way price, ladies and gentlemen. You know what to do. That's the 3 o'clock at Newmarket. Uh, the 3.35 is the Phillies Mile. Again, it's a group one over a mile. We've got Inspiral, uh, who's unbeaten in the last three for John Thady Gosden. A very short price, four to six um, and there's money for this as well um, over the last uh, couple of hours or so because I think maybe four to five earlier this morning but four to six now in Spiral a concert hall for Aidan O'Brien 11 to two you've got um, Mise en Seine for James Ferguson 11 to two Magical Lagoon eight and it's an 11 to one bar and um, Kevin the, the favourite wins here and the favourite wins company I think um, yeah you're probably right you're probably right yes. um, she's been impressive so far she's been learning on the job um, look, she kind of she's, her performances have been kind of characterised by kind of strength laid on, which you always like to see, and she just settled better last time and did things more correctly. So look, she's going to take serious whacking, but she's odds on Hugh, and if your name isn't Hugh Cattle, you might want to be looking at looking at something at a bigger price with the with the nine runners. And uh, there's a, there's a Grade One winner in here at a double figure price, um, Wild Beauty. Um, who I think the market might be underestimating. Um, she was kind of steadily improving over here. She looked certain. She looked ready for a, a mile for me from quite a few starts back. Um, they ran her over a mile of Woodbine, and uh, look, probably not a great quality race, but it should have been all over for her after five yards because she got um she missed the kick a little bit and got squeezed out, and like she was detached like initially. And um, she, she, that, that's not straightforward to overcome, you know, around Woodbine on the turf. And um, she ended up bolting up. You know, I thought it was quite an impressive performance. Um, and she had been going the right way prior to that. I'd say course and distance will suit her well. And look, I could just see her running very well. Um, she's like a double figure price, 10, 11, 12 to 1, something like that. Um, if you want an each way alternative to the Fav, um, Wild Beauty would be the one, I think. Okay, very good. Um, I, I'm with the favourite myself, but Wild Beauty for... Uh, those of not my persuasion at 11 to 1 is a decent each way price or even without the favourite price. The last one at uh, Newmarket before we move on to, to York and Dan Kevin is the 410. It's the old Roly Cup handicap stakes. It is a mile and a half, so stayers need apply. And um, Siskiny for Charlie Appleby, um, who's dominating the car so far in terms of favouritism, is at uh, 10 to 3. You've got Injazati at 5 to 1 for Charlie Fellows. Bolt away for Roger Charlton, 6 to 1. You've got Mushower at 13 to 2. Southern Voice, 10s, and how much you like about the rest, Kev? Um, um, Charlie Appleby, again, here at the head of the market. Uh, most likely winner, or are you looking at something else? I like Southern Voyage for the yeah. Archie man, Archie Watson, yeah. I really like this horse. He's got a really likeable way of going. He's, he's a lovely fluent mover. Um, I don't think he does loads when he gets there. He, he's won his last three by like cumulative, like a length and a half, basically. And I, I don't think he does loads when he, when he gets to the front, which is just what you want for, for a race like this. Um, and I think a race like this will suit him better than these kind of small field Mickey Mouse races he's been winning. Um, because he can take a bit of a grip, so more pace and cover in front of him, I think, will show him to good effect. He's a double-figure price. The more the ground dries out, the better. Here we go, and I like him at 10 to 1. If you're listening back to this podcast at any stage, go back to the start of the sentence there where you said, I really like this horse. And I'm telling you, if you close your eyes, 
you could be Mick Fitzgerald. I'm telling you now. You could be Mick Fitzgerald. <laughs> the way you said, I, I really like... I really like remember? this horse. <laughs> the way you said, I really like this horse, is an absolute voice double of how Mick Fitzgerald would have said it. I'm telling you, when you're listening back, have a listen to it. And I guarantee you... That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I, should be going for lo- I should be going for Love is Golden here, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, you should be going for Love is Golden. Yeah, for Love is Golden for your home abode. But have a listen. You might disagree with me, but I'm telling you. That's what I heard, Mick Fitzgerald. I don't know who to, I don't know who to be slagging you or Mick. Right, uh, the 315 at York gentlemen is the download the Kasumo app today handicap it's over a mile uh, Dan you can take this one we've got Chalet for Michael Dodds at 8-1 to one. it's wide open at the time of recording La Trinidad 9-1 to one. Uzo for Richard Hannon is in there at 9 Raising Sand at 10-1 to one. Hearts with 10-1 to one. Radarna 10s Kings Knight at 10s and you can have what you like bar then it's wide open it's a big big field Give us the winner, Dan. No pressure. The hardest part of this weekend is trying to get all your notes in order. Not sure which race is coming next. Um, yeah. But I've, I've shuffled them like a newsreader. I'm back on track here. We're, yeah, 3.15. Yeah. Of course, it's warm. Uzo won it last season. I don't think he's any skullduggery at all, but he's managed to work his way back down to the same mark. And he's drawn in 19, which which could be a good thing. I mean, if, if the ground is tested and they want to come near side. But I'm going to give a chance to a horse who probably need the sat-nav, and that's Raising Sand, because he's never run away from Ascot for about five years. Um, mm. He's off 97. I put him up in the Shergar Cup, if you recall, each way, and he, and he crept into third coming from off the pace, but that home straight on the on the round track at Ascot wasn't as conducive to his come-from-behind style as the, as the straight track is there, and not as conducive, really, as I think the York home straight will be, because obviously it's a good deal longer than Ascot, so I think he'll have time to warm up. His mark's good. The fact they're running him away from Ascot in itself strikes as being quite interesting, and I just preferred him ahead of a couple from last season who were first and third in the race. Uzo and Shalir, who was back in third, thought raising sand would be a vice, and I thought he'd outrun his odds with people happy to take him on because he's not running at Ascot. Okay, well, 10 to, 10 to 1 at the time of recording as well. So uh, a nice old price for Raising Sand, who, if he does find his way to the course, strange course that it is, York, um, you might be well sided keeping him on side. The uh, 350 then is the Kasumo Dare to be Different handicap. It's a mile and six. So again, it's uh, quite a, a staying race for all these horses you've got Marajan in there a 3-1 to one favour for William Haggis at the moment a little bit of money for him so far Ravens Craig Castle at 6-1 to one from 8s for Ian Jardine Surrey Gold 6-1 to one. Fleurman at 7s you've got Priana with an 8-1 to one, and it's 10-1 to one bar Dan um, again it's uh, you can make a case for a few of these but um, who have you come down on? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a red-hot race. Ravens Craig Castle's pretty unconsidered, despite the fact he was third in the Melrose a couple of runs ago. But I'm going to go with Varian's Priano to finally put it right. I mean, he's had a couple of luckless runs lately. I don't know if you saw the favourite Merijan win at, at Hamilton, but it was pretty remarkable how he yeah. did it because he nearly got <laughs> put over the rail. And he somehow got out of it. I mean, he must be a seriously well-handicapped horse, but the handicapper took a swipe at him. He put him up 10. The second's been beaten since. I'm not sure the form is actually that good behind those two. And with conditions likely to be different to what he's faced before, and he's a, he's a kitten's joy, I wonder if there might be mileage in taking him on, particularly if he's up in trip. I mean, he doesn't look short of speed to me, mm. the way he got out of that bother. So I'm going with Priano. He's back up in distance, which will surely suit. He's never run on the, in the mud, but he strikes me very much as the sort of horse that will benefit from it. And surely he's better than 89. He's been threatening to win a race now ever since he turned to handicaps. And mm. after the handicap debut success, he's not been able to add to it. But I think... Conditions are absolutely perfect. They might not be perfect for the favourite, and we're able to back him at a bigger price than the favourite. 
Yeah, four times runner-up as well in the last uh, six races, and one of those included a win. So you're dead right. He's been knocking on the door. Maybe this is his weekend. Hopefully it is. Kevin, can you uh, shed any more light on this racing puzzle, please? Not really, but I want the, I want the listeners to go and watch that race in Hamilton last time that Marijan won. <laughs> it just illustrates yeah. so many problems. <laughs> really? Oh, really. God. Oh, stop. It was a shocker. <laughs> ben Curtis tried to put Paul Hannigan through the rails. Almost succeeded. And Marijan managed to somehow recover and go and bolt up anyway. And Ben Curtis got three days. Three days. Oh, no. <laughs> For t- t- attempted if, murder. If it had happened outside a nightclub, somebody would have been... In the dock now, aren't they, for that? <laughs> mm. Yes, okay, lovely, lovely. Go on. Do no, go ahead, that's it. That's yeah. all I wanted to that's say. All. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I, I tell you, I'm very excited because we're talking Chepstow next. And you know what Chepstow means, ladies and gentlemen? You know what Chepstow means? It's the return of the job! 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 There we go, baby! Might as well jump. I love it. Let's go. If I had a proper sense, it's Dan's time to shine. It's Dan's time to shine. I thought you were going to play House of Pain, jump around. No, no. no. You've got to be Van Halen. You've got to be Van Halen when you're talking about jump. It's time for the jump stamp. I'm very excited about it. Before we get into Jepstow, and don't forget to check out Paul Nichols' blog ahead of this weekend, obviously, with Chepstow. We've got some uh, big and bad winners running. His blog will be up as well on betting.betfair.com. Go and have a look as well at the video that Kevin Blake did at Ditchit as well. He went through all his runners and winners from the season. If you missed that um, the other night, it's well worth a look and will give you a, a huge amount of information to kind of steer you through the national hunt season, the return of the jumps. Bring it on, baby. Right, down. Take it away. Chepstow, the 210. <laughs> Professor Caroline Tizzle. I've had to suffer through three months of crap with the flat season. I'm back with the jumps. And here we go. Um, right, the Caroline Tisdale support heroic jumpers veterans handicap chase it's over three miles a good old three mile slog Jordi Deschamps is your four to one favourite for Rebecca Curtis you've got Sir Ivan in there for Harry Fry at six to one Indy five at six to one Viva sevens and it's have what you like about the rest right down for the first time there's some old and familiar names in this double shuffle our old pal for Tony Calvin you've got Potter's Corner in there Julian Rouge some crackers in here for three mile chase who do you like? <laughs> yeah what a way to come back you can have, yeah. a, you have a quick pro, you have a quick Prozac well I get on with this I mean you're, you're I'm gonna go against the tide slightly, but I mean, it's, one, it's a great way to come back. It's a load of old familiar faces, isn't it? It's a veteran's handicap. Verley on Ruju, a reference in doing the time form report for the Grand National. He jumped 200 Grand National fences without departing, <laughs> yeah. and, oh, and then he fell over in the most recent uh, recent edition. I'm gonna take a chance on some chaos here off a wind up. He doesn't feel to me like a proper veteran. He's not a Potter's Corner or a double shuffle who's been around the block. He's been fairly lightly raced. I don't think his marks a gift, but you don't tend to have to be in races like this. Didn't get into a rhythm in the Scottish National, but he won at Kelso in a race that worked out okay. And he was placed on a Chepstoke. He may even have been this Chepstoke card early last season as well. He returns, as I say, on the back of a wind up. He's got a good record fresh. I think he'll be ready to go early in the season. And... That might not necessarily be the case with a few of these. I like to Verleon Rouge, Potter's Corner. I know Verleon Rouge won this a couple of years ago, but I think he'll have bigger targets at Aintree later in the campaign. So at a price, some chaos, and probably put him up each way as well because I do have yeah. a feeling that he'll be ready to go. And he is an each-way price as well um, at the time of recording, 10 to 1. So nicely done. 
uh, Dan Barber, and we'll move on to the 245. It's a short jumps talk this weekend, but we'll be, we'll be getting stuck in as the season approaches. Tell all your friends who've who pissed off during the, the summer flat season and, are, and we're just hanging around <laughs> waiting for us to come back. Tell them all we are back talking jump raising. Come back in your droves and your thousands and you'll be welcome with open arms. Right, Dan, the last we're going to talk about is the Unibet Persian War Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two over two miles and four, just under. Um, peso double is your 11 to 4 favourite. First street for Nicky Henderson. <laughs> sure. Peso. The Peso. Sorry. Paso double. Paso double. Paso double. Paso double. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, excuse me. You have to edit my language out there. <laughs> I mean, a right, a right pig ear in that one. Uh, too busy concentrating on Van Halen. Right. 11 to 4 for Paso double. First street, 7 to 2. Courseren at uh, 5 to 1. Campron at 11 to 2. Luttrell Lad at 7 to 1. And it's 8 to 1 bar. Right. Dan, and Kevin's going to give us a view on this one as well. Dan, you first though. For Peso yeah. Double or Paso Double, whatever you want to call it, what, what do you <laughs> like in this one? <laughs> Introducing 2022 Strictly Come Dancing with Hugh, with Hugh Carhill doing the Paso Double. <laughs> <laughs> um, get me, get my feet out of my mouth before I can do the dancers. <laughs> well, maybe you've... Um, Maybe it was luck, coincidence, or what? But I think you've happened upon the prop, the right horse. In now, this is this is a red hot race. I love the horse, Latrell lad. I think you'll benefit from the trip. Corsair a massive improving handicaps. Up for parole's got a proper engine, but I do think Pasadoble is. In fact, I've been asked by two different sources, Racing TV and and one of the time form publication sources to follow for a horse to follow this season, and it's him. I liked him a lot on the flat for Jim Bolger. He looked to me just like a thorough thorough stayer, completely friendless in the market one day and he made a successful handicap debut by a mile he then ended up that season on the all weather and i just don't think it suited him but he's had two runs over hurdles classic nickels he saved his novice status he ran him in may he made his debut in the adonis so he was evidently well regarded and he was finished mm. he finished third in that i just think the step up in trip is massive for this horse i think he's absolutely crying out for it i think he'll make great strides this season and I get the impression from seeing his entries at Worcester Thursday before we're speaking before that card has completed. I thought he might even have a treble on the day, Nichols. And looking at the horses got entered the first couple of days of the proper jump season, I get the strong impression that he's ready to target it. And listening to Kev's chat with him would probably give you a, may well give you a similar view as well. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over Paso Doble to prove himself a, a, an extremely exciting horse this season. If you were going on Strictly Come Dancing, Dan, would you choose the Peso Double, the Tengu, or the Jeeve as your dance? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go for the Sam, Sam Bar, I think. Sam Bar. <laughs> Jesus, that was a bit of a head fire. Kev, who do you like? <laughs> dancing my way through this one. Who do you like, Kev? Um, yeah, Paul did put up Paso Doble in, uh, in the, the interview I did with him. He was quite keen on him. Personally, now, just watching the videos, I, I want to see him jump a bit better, and he might well jump better here. But um, the first day, he, he was a bit safe, and he was making his own run on the second day, and he just he, he needed a fair bit of instruction from the saddle now to get from you know from one side to the other. So I just want to see him jump a bit slicker. Maybe he will. But um, first street, Nicky Henderson. Lady mm. Bamford. <laughs> this is a good animal, this. It is. Yeah, well-bred horse, this one. From a really good flat family. Plenty of them have been in Ballydoyle and all sorts. Um, but was obviously very backward. Didn't run until bumpers. Um, failed to win a bumper, but his two is two out of two over hurdles, and I just like the way he went about the work the last day. They, they were never really going quick enough for him, but um, I, I think there's promise in his jumping technique now. He, he's not afraid to go low, you know, and um, mm. I think more pace in front of him, he'll be even better. 
and he was quite impressive that day and I just I I expect him or I hope he'll jump better than Paso Doble and that might be the difference between the two of them um, so we're, we're both going for four year olds against the elders and um, mm. and I'll go with first street Okay, excellent stuff, gentlemen. That is the short and sweet Chepstow card. We'll move on to Saturday, 9th of October. Newmarket, we'll start with the 145, the Zetland Stakes. It's a group three, a mile and a quarter. Um, Kev, um, Halfett for Charlie Appleby is your 15 to 8 favourite. So sure enough now, uh, Bluegrass for Aidan O'Brien is being sent over at 3 to 1. Goldsboro for Charlie Appleby is second of the running. He's got quite a lot on the cards where he's two entered um, this weekend over the course of Friday and Saturday. Unconquerable for Donico O'Brien at 9 to 2, and it's 12 to 1 bar. It does seem to be between the first four in the market, Kev. Uh, of those four, if you're going for one, which one are you going for? Um, oh, I, I haven't come down fully on this one yet, you, but um, but Bluegrass was a horse that I, I thought was good the last day now. Beat a horse of Joseph's called Good Heavens and, and beat him quite well. Um, made all the run on that day. It was very tough. He's had a quiet reflection, who we all remember. Um, and by Galileo. Mm. So, look, Aiden's two-year-olds have been taking hefty steps forward, run to run. Um, so yeah. you'd be expecting a, a good jump here. Um, you wouldn't on pedigree. You wouldn't necessarily have picked him out as one for the Zetland. I know he's by Galileo, but there's a, he's obviously out of a sprinter. But um, clearly does stay well. So look, he's interesting. But I, I need to give the videos this another hammer over the next twenty four hours. I think before I get really bullish. Yeah, Luxembourg and Tenebrism in particular in the last couple of weeks have really caught the eye. Luxembourg in particular, I didn't see that race live. I went back and watched it. Just kind of happened upon it. But my God, looks like a right good horse, at, even at two years of age, and one for next year, maybe for the Derby, as Satan was saying himself. And uh, the two twenty then is your Emirates Autumn Stakes. It's a Group Three over a mile. Um, Carabas for Charlie Appleby, four to six favourite. No, so it's not a surprise to see um, so short in the market. Imperial Fighter eleven to two. Dubai Poet seven to one. Kev, this could be a short conversation. Carabas, a good thing. Um, uh, probably Hugh look the whole country is going to want to be on him because obviously everyone would take this a, a similar view and it's it's not um, it's not a purely visual thing the section has backed it up that, that Corbus you know utilised his, his petrol you know uh, uh, quite a bit too early in the Royal Lodge the last day um, hit the front there over tree out looked like he was going to absolutely mollywop everything and our Royal Patronage who you know had had initially made the running, rallied late on and nailed him. Would have been a pretty tough one for William Buick, so I'm sure he'll be happy to get another whack at him here. And uh, I one suspects he'll be taking his time a bit, a bit poor, and then uh, mm. looking to hold on to that turn of foot that he showed until a bit later. So look, he's very obvious, but um, he's probably going to go and win. That that was that Royal Patronage is a good horse, and that Corbus shaped like a better horse than him for uh, 95% of that race. So um, he's probably going to be very tough to beat lovely okay great stuff moves on again to the 255 which is the Darley Jewhurst Stakes it's a group one once again Sam Furrows what a race this is um, Native Trail after was so impressive at the curve last time following up what he did the previous run for Charlie Appleby is 8-11 to Bayside Boys 7-2 to straight answer for Gerald Lyons is going over here uh, at 5-1 to you've got uh, Gluntan at Glunton at 12-1 uh, Frayden and Brian Dubawi legend 20-1 to and the Savage Delight Bar does right Kev, I don't know again if you, if you feel like this is going to be a short conversation. It is for me. Native Trail just wins this race. Explain. Um, look at look, most likely Hugh. Like he's won a Group One, and he's not just won it. He's absolutely danced in really having shaped a bit strangely because he looked in trouble early on. Like it looked, it looked <laughs> he was not yeah. travelling. Um, it, it was it was odd, and then he's you know been so strong late on. Um, in in contrast to what he was doing early on. So I, I'm. 
you know, whatever about where you want to take odds on about him. I'm just really fascinated to see how he shapes and whether that was a one-off or, or whether this is that, that will sharpen him up. or, or I just want to see how he's going to shape because that was very odd the way he went about it. But look, clearly, um, he was very, very impressive in a group one. Um, it, this isn't a... This isn't a soft touch for him now, you know. Gerlines has supplemented straight answer in, who absolutely molly whopped. That's my 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 expression of the week. Uh, molly whopped <laughs> the field in the in the Blenheim Stakes there at Fairy House, um, by a long long way. Look really impressive. Um, he's by Kodiak. He's going up and trip. You know, will he be? You know, these most of these are milers or even they might be ten furlong horses. Will this fella end up that way? He might be a bit pacier than that. So I'm fascinated to see what he does. Um, now Galau, we better mention him because the profile to is so similar to Tenebrism that uh, we, we gave a good shout to the other week and um, Galantan if that's how you pronounce it another son of Kodiak he looked really nice winning his maiden at the Curra back in April and there was great chat about him um, and you look back at the form Hugh he, he beat your old mm. pal Castle Star yeah. um, you know who's obviously improved a lot in the meantime since but you just really liked the way he did it um, he had a setback he looked a Royal Ascot horse all over that day um, had a setback he's disappeared since you better go answer the door Hugh go to postman's oh, no. there it's, it's, only, it's only a delivery it's Louise has ordered about 40,000 things shopping online that's another one of her deliveries uh, to take so we can stay in the front door yeah stay at the front Door. Anyway, go on. But yeah, so 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 he same same exact same thing that we said with Tenebrism. They could have pitched this fella in much lower um for his comeback run. They've lobbed him in at the deep end. Um weirdly there was seemingly no confidence behind Tenebrism before she went in one. It'll be interesting to see what the market does with this fella. Um but I wouldn't like to forget about him. Um, so he, he's definitely an interesting one. And Berkshire Shadow, I better mention him. Um he disappointed the lad. Well, at the time, it looked like he disappointed in the vintage stakes. He didn't look to be liking the ground at all. He flew home behind Angel Blue, who did what he did in the, in the Pre-Jean-Luc Lagardère the other day. So that has more of a shine on it now. But he was disappointed now back to six at, at York last time. I'd say getting back to seven is the least he needs. And um, I'll be looking forward to hoping to see if he can get back to his commentary form. So mm. I've, I've given you a whisk around, Hugh. Look, the foul's probably going to win, but it's not a soft touch. Okay, great stuff. Let's move on to the Cesarovich then, and Danny can talk us through this for the 335. It's over two miles and a quarter. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting here. I'm just going to give you two seven places on the sports book for the Cesarovich. Best fair playing. So look, each way Thievery here. And on that basis, I'm going to put up two Willie Mullins horse, uh, Great White Shark at 20 to 1, and Whiskey Sarah 25 to 1. Aye, I think they're cracking crack each way bets at seven places in the sports book. I'm putting them both up myself Great White Shark and Whiskey Sour. For yourself, Dan Barber, who do you like? Yeah, the latter of those would definitely be on my list too. I'll be putting up two in this race. He is one. I mean, he missed all that time after finishing an unlucky third in a Chester Cup. He's well handicapped on that form, but he returned looking as good as ever when he was fourth at Punchestown, again from a long way back. That was his first run in ages, as I say. Not run on the flat now for not far off three years, but that Punchestown run, which is only six months ago, suggests the the ability is still there. So I thought he was interesting. We know that the, the test of stamina will be absolutely no problem for him. Another horse I'd just give a mention to as well, uh, probably slightly more obvious, although I'm just double-checking, he isn't his 40s. Uh, I've always thought Rajinsky was a perfect horse for these sort of races. His 40s mm. I've just seen on the sports book. He's coming into it on the back of what I think was a career-best effort. Now, he hasn't been a frequent winner down the years, but he put it all together at Ascot in a well-run race. It was the first time Pierre-Louis Germain had been on him. That maybe made a difference. 
and he's got just a four-pound penalty. Admittedly, Jaman's claim has gone down from five to three in the in the last few days, but I think that's a big price with the extra places. A horse who I think will be well suited by the test, even though he ran so badly that he beat only one home in the race last season. But I think he's just in better form than that now, and. I've always had him down as a thorough stayer, so I'll be those two at 25s plus against the field. I mean, if MC Muldoon wins, he wins, doesn't he? I mean, if Buzz mm. wins, he wins, he wins. But it's it's fives and sixes when we get in that sort of prize for one of ours just to finish in the places. Check out Kevin's view, considered view, when he gets stuck into it uh, tonight on his uh, betting.betfair blog. Kevin Blake's thoughts on the Cesarovich uh, whiskey sour for myself and Great White Shark. Uh, so at least we have one of those in common, Dan. Right, let's move on to York then. We've got our last three races to talk about. The Rockingham is a five past two. Uh, it's a listed race over a mile. Ever given for Tom Dascom is in there at uh, seven to two. You've got Alataybe at five to one or Alataybe canonized for William Haggis at five to one. Gisburn at sevens. Witch Hunter eight to one and it's ten to one bar. So Kev, you can take this one for us, please, if you don't mind. Um, at York, the Rockingham. Have you a strong view on this? Um, I actually like Gisburn. Hugh, I, I do like Gisborne. Yeah. Uh, I do. He was. Uh, he, he ran a really nice race on his debut at Newbury. Went went and absolutely bolted up back there a few weeks later. And I thought he'd run really well in the Coventry. He, he was amongst the, the fancied ones for that. And he and he mm. completely bombed out. Well, I say that. I think he was probably too close to the pace that day. Um, and the part of the track he was in, I don't think any of it was ideal. Um, we haven't seen him since. Um, my God, 116 days since Roy last got. Jeez, the summer went quick, lads. My God. Life is going quick. Life is going quick. I'm telling you. But um, I, I do like this horse and I definitely want to give him another chance. Um, clearly things mm. haven't been straightforward with him since, but uh, I thought that performance at Newbury now, um, you know, really suggested that he's a proper stakes horse. So right. I'm hoping it, it'll be a break that refreshes and he'll come back here in tip-top form and hopefully go and win. Brilliant. Okay, lovely stuff. That is the Rockingham then. The 240 handicap stakes, a mile and a quarter. And Dan, you can talk us through this one. Bay Bridge for Michael Stout is in there at 2-1. to one. You've got Faisal uh, for Jonathan Cousin at 7-2. Uh, uh, Sinjari 6-1. to one. Dark Jedi 6 is in 10-1 bar. Um, yeah, so 2-1 to one Bay Bridge for Michael Stout. Um, where's your money gone, Dan? Oh, yeah, well, where's he been? I believe he had a foot abscess this horse, Bay Bridge. That's why he mm. missed Royal Ascot. We haven't seen him since May, so you're pushing five months now. Just must some was... foot abscess, my God. That's yeah. what was the was... explanation for Ascot. He's must have fallen off. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. I, I don't know if you'd agree. I, I sort of can't envisage that this will be betting two to one, seven to two on the off. I think if they are, it will be the other way around. I think Faisal, with the recent form, will go off favourite over Baybridge. Now, I know Baybridge looked really good at Newbury, but the absence is clearly concerning. And what did what has Faisal done wrong so far? He started his career with three wins, including on his return. His second was took a real boost when they gambled on Cambridge horse, finished second, that horse that beat him last time of, of Owen Burroughs's. So that form is, is clearly strong. Apparently, according to our database, that was the fastest time run over that course and distance of Doncaster this century. So that was a that is a proper piece of form that he's a progressive horse. He's still unexposed. I think he'll I think he might beat Baybridge even if Baybridge is a hundred percent, but you've got doubts over that. And just one of those I'm slightly reluctant because I have a feeling the prices will reverse by the time we get to the off and mm. when you judge the SP, that's something obviously you've got to consider. But yeah, I'd have had Faisal favourite over Baybridge. Oh, would you? Okay, interesting. Keep an eye on those prices if and when they move, then close to Saturday's off. The last race then, gentlemen, after this marathon preview Whew. is the Sprint Trophy Handicap. Six furlongs and um, 3.15 on the card at York. Gulliver 
is your eight to one wide open race here. Gullivan for David O'Mara. You've got Mr. Wagyu at uh, eight to one. Normatic Empire at tens. Copper Knight ten to one. Mondamage, our old pal, is back here going for two in a row. Capote's Dream at ten to one. Laugh at tens and it's twelve to one bar. And so Dan, then for the final time, wide open contest. You can't be overly bullish about anything, but is there something that uh, catches your eye? More like a, a, an old love affair, really. Just frankly, um, Les Ayres campaigned him as more as a seven furlong horse this season. He, he seemed to chastise himself for that prior to dropping him in trip at Thirsk, where he absolutely bolted up. He then went off virtually fav, I think, didn't he, for the for the Air Gold Cup, where a few shrewd judges were all over Bielsa near side. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was interesting. Again, he's twice the price now. He's going to blast from stall 18. The pace has largely held up well at York this season. Um I'm hoping it's a similar scenario here. I just like the horse a lot. A really enthusiastic front runner with loads of pace. He might be be able to get away from them early. And I do think the likes of Copper Knight, who's who's been such a star this season, Mister Wagyu as well, and and also uh, Mondamej. I do think they are more five furlong horses, and this is six on taxing ground. And just Frank's got seven furlong form, but he's also got plenty of good six furlong form. So I'm with him at a price. Lovely. Then, man, that all that remains then after that wonderful uh, book of previews is to get your naps for the weekend. Um, Kev looking to get into a bit of profit here. He's picked. He's Kevin Blake has actually picked out and tipped some brilliant horses over the course of the last couple of months, but he hasn't napped any of them. So, Kev, would you just get your nap right, and you'll be you'll be absolutely splendid here. Um, I'm plus seventy one, Dan's plus one two two. And so, Kevin Blake, your nap of the weekend, sir. Oh, come back to me. I've completely lost my train. Oh, this, this right, is the hardest right, thing. Right, right. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, for the first time ever, I'm putting up a short price treble. <laughs> I, can't see any, I can't see any of these horses getting beaten. I think they're all absolute good things to win. It's in Spiral tomorrow at Newmarket, the 335. It's Corobus in Newmarket on Saturday at 2.20, and then in the Dewhurst Native Trail. So it's Corobus 4 to 6, Native Trail 8 to 11, and then Spiral tomorrow 8 to 11. All three to win. That's where my is going. You just watch and see. It will happen. Kevin Blake, have you got your thoughts together? Go to Dan. I'm nearly there. Dan, Dan, what's your nap, please? <laughs> oh, I sort of feel compelled to go for a jumper. I mean, I was tempted by Preano, the, the variant horse. I was tempted by several others, including just Frank. But I'm going to go with Paso Doble, the Paso Double, but actually Paso just a single. Double, yeah. 2.45 <laughs> at Chepstow. One, two, three, cha, cha, cha. And then four, <laughs> five, six, cha, cha, cha. Right, Kev, go on. Give us your, give us your nap, please, at the weekend. I'm going to go for Twilight Jet and the Corn Wallace tomorrow. Win only. Hope you'll buy it. Twilight Jet, Corn Wallace, win only. Twilight Jet, good stuff. Uh, Paso Double and then my short price trap. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Check out the Betty.Betfair uh, blogs for Kevin's considered to us at the Zara, which plus Paul Nichols as well, ahead of Chepstow this weekend. And the video as well of the preview from the yard. As always, keep an eye on the prices closer to the time. Gamble responsibly. And we'll be back with Wade in on Monday after this monster weekend. We'll have plenty to talk about. Talk to you then.